The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to SMS Marketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the strategies, tactics, and tools you need to implement a successful SMS marketing strategy. With us today is Brian Long, who is the co-founder and CEO of Attentive, which is a personalized text messaging platform for innovative brands and organizations that can quickly become a top three revenue channel. Using real-time behavioral data, Attentive automatically sends engaging text messages to each subscriber at every step of the customer lifecycle. Over 2,000 leading businesses like Urban Outfitter, Steve Madden, and thousands of Shopify stores like Pura Vida rely on Attentive to see strong performance like 30% plus click-through rates and 25x ROI. And they are also kind enough to be a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. Yesterday, Brian and I kicked off SMS Marketing Week talking about the importance of SMS marketing and how to personalize some of your SMS campaigns. And today we're going to talk about how to scale your SMS marketing list. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Brian Long, CEO and co-founder of Attentive. Brian, welcome back to SMS Marketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. It is fantastic to be here as always, Benjamin. Thank you. Excited to have you back on the show. Excited to continue our conversation. It turns out SMS marketing is kind of a big deal. You got almost perfect delivery rates. You have these huge engagement rates. You should be sending messages all the time. Maybe not all of the time, but look, sending messages often and appropriately is what we talked about yesterday. But to be able to do that, you need to actually get consent because the mechanism of SMS marketing, sending a text message, is something that's on some level disruptive to the user. So let's talk a little bit about SMS list growth. Give me the 101 of how do you start collecting phone numbers so you can start sending your texts? As you said, list growth is very important, very important. And the good news is that consumers, they do want to sign up. 91% of consumers today want to receive messages from brands via text. And this is very much a recent change. As compared to a year ago, 51% more people are more likely to want to get text now than they were just a year ago. So very much the trend is moving in this direction for consumers. And this is something that they want to get. But at the same time, it's very important that you only send messages to consumers who have signed up, who have given express written consent, because 
not only do you not want to annoy people in general, but there are also rules that govern who you can send text messages to. And if you send text messages to people that didn't sign up, it can cost you a lot of money. So you should really only be sending to people that signed up. I want to actually double click into that. There are harsh penalties for sending messages to people that don't opt in. Give me a general overview of what those penalties look like. So if you send text messages to people that didn't opt in, you can pay something to the order of around $1,500 a message. So if you're sending a lot of messages quickly, that can add up. We see thousands of class action lawsuits occur in the United States each year. And that lawsuit can add up to many millions of dollars, if not tens of billions of dollars. And you know, take a lot of time and money and then ultimately effort that needs to be expanded from a company to deal with. And sadly, it also often means that they're going to have to stop their program if it's costing them this type of money. The good news is that there are clear rules around who you can send messages to. And if you follow those rules, then you should be protected from these lawsuits and you should have very smooth sailing. But that's really the key is following the rules. So give me the overview of what the rules are for actually building your SMS list. The simple answer is they need to sign up and say they want to get it. And if you can think about it, like if someone complains at some point in the future and says, I'm getting messages I didn't sign up for, do you have proof that they signed up with you? The best proof is a consumer sending a text message to you saying, I want to get messages from you. So that's really what we're looking for is a message from the consumer saying they want to get messages from you. Now, it's actually pretty easy to get that. So we do that in a couple of ways. One, we have different sized promotional units that we can run on your website or in your social media or anywhere that you want to put these. And if the person clicks on them, it actually generates the text message with your phone number and the text message they need to send on their phone. All they have to do is hit send and they're signed up. We call that our two-tap sign-up experience. It's a technology that we developed about three and a half years ago and filed patents for and things like that. And it makes it really easy for customers to sign up in just two taps. And we offer those sign-up units to all of our customers as part of our service. Makes it really, really easy for the consumer to sign up. So the idea is that you want opt-in from the SMS channel. Are there scenarios where people can opt into SMS using other channels and just go onto the form, I enter my phone number into some sort of onboarding form, or I reply to an email that says, yes, I'll also accept text messages. Does that happen as well? It does. So the most popular thing we see is people signing up off their mobile device and using this two-tap experience I provided. But the second most popular is someone signing up off of their desktop, you know, off of their laptop computer, which doesn't have the text messaging experience. They can't click it and generate a text message in most cases. So how do we handle for that? Well, what we do in that case is the person enters in their phone number. You've probably experienced this, where you enter in your phone number, and then you get a text message that says, hi, please reply why in order to confirm that you signed up. So what we were doing in that case is we're sending a confirmation message, A, replace reply Y in order to confirm you signed up. The consumer replies Y, and that's also a handset-based opt-in where the person has given consent. All right. So we've got these consent mechanisms, whether it be through the two-tap experience or whether it's through some sort of an onboarding form. Walk me through the experiences where someone is giving their consent. You know, account registration, I'm assuming, is a popular one. I think you mentioned social. Talk me through some more of those experiences and where are you actually putting the prompts to get someone to opt in? Yeah. So on the mobile website, shown as some sort of modal is the most popular sign-up experience. 
Second most popular is doing it as part of a checkout or registration process, in which case the strongly recommended best practice is to have an unchecked box that the user has to opt in and check. And once they've done that, sending them a confirmation text message. We also offer different units in social media where, for instance, you could be on Instagram and have an Instagram story where you're promoting the text message service. And if the consumer swipes up on that story, it'll generate the text message just from swiping up on the Instagram story. So that's also quite popular. So you got a couple different placements that you can use, check out some sort of experience on the website that's independent from checkout. You've got social mechanisms. What about some of the offline ways that you can be capturing text messages outside of, you know, somebody comes to my website? Are there in-store mobile experiences that you're using? Yeah. So another popular thing is using text to join keywords, which can be promoted in a litany of different places. For instance, you've probably seen keywords where if you text, you know, party to a certain number, then it'll sign you up for that program, right? It's a different keyword that the consumer enters in order to sign up. We'll have promotions for that in physical storefronts. It could be a little card. It could be something near the checkout at that retail store in which the person sees that and then they can just type in the keyword. It can also be a QR code where the person scans the QR code and that generates the, the text message. And it can even be on product packaging. I've seen it on product packaging now where someone will send a pair of jeans and on the package itself, it tells the person sign up to this code in order to get 20% off your next purchase. I guess the last question I have for you today is when you think about the experience for using SMS, I know that you mentioned e-commerce brands and SMS are a good match. Are there other industries that are specifically suited towards SMS? And does that change how, when, and why they're growing their lists? I do think there's other industries that are well-suited for it outside of e-commerce retail. I mean, first, I'd say that, especially with COVID, every business is really focused on how they can provide a way to sell their product to consumers online. So I think e-commerce used to be a pretty narrow set of companies, and now it's kind of like every company that wants to sell a product to a consumer. So I think that that definition has expanded. But I also do see a lot of growth in areas like food and beverage, where you've got quick service restaurants that we work with, you know, companies like Jack in the Box, where they can get people to sign up in store or on their website when someone's searching for menu information. And then around mealtime, they can send targeted messages to the consumer to come in. We've also recently seen growth around media and entertainment categories. Maybe you're watching a show or something like that. And it provides another way for the show to engage with you in real time. Yeah, the American Idol model of enter your phone number to vote, and then we're capturing some user information, always a family favorite. Yes, I think they were early on that, very much so. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that happen over time. Interesting. All right. Well, Brian, I appreciate you telling us a little bit about the ways that people are building their SMS list. A big component of that is also what's the messaging. So we're going to bring you back tomorrow and talk about some value-added SMS messaging strategies. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Brian Long, co-founder and CEO of Attentive. If you'd like to hear more of Brian and Attentive's tips for driving a successful SMS marketing campaign, we're going to publish an episode every day this week on the topic. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about value-added SMS marketing creative. 
If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Brian, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His company's handle is Attentive Mobile, A-T-T-E-N-T-I-V-E-M-O-B-I-L-E. Or you could visit his company's website, which is also attentivemobile.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.